Hi, welcome to episode 438 of the Carbon Podcast. Uh, or maybe it's 440, who knows? <laughs> who cares? Who cares at this point? Hmm. All I'm saying is Chris... Yes, cheers. Also, Chris shouldn't have plugged his sound machine into a bread box, because now everything's just gone wrong. Yeah, Chris, so, once again, uh, shirking his duties as, as Carbon Post. I don't want to tease him too much, because he's actually probably upset <laughs> about it. Yeah, he's probably going <laughs> to get why- mad. Yeah, I'm, this is why I'm not going to make anything that he has to cut out. You know what, Chris? Uh, anyway. We love you. Yee. And speaking of us, who are we? I'm Peter W. Dawson, and you are? I'm Kieran. Yep. Yeah. I'm drinking a nice Rattler. You like Rattlers, Peter? Nice. Uh, you know, I don't remember what Rattlers taste like. What it's, are Rattlers? Well, it's just like beer plus like a fruit juice of some sort. Oh, okay. So kind of um, like um, so this is grapefruit. Like a... mm. It's not. Nice. What's that called? Pleasant. I was gonna say, what's it called in the UK? A lager top or something like that? I don't know. Or they just had like a dash of lemon on, like a lemon juice on top or something. It's kind of uh, like that, but grapefruit. Yeah, this one's from Austria, a place uh, where everyone agrees all things that come from there good and uncontroversial. It's true. Yeah. You know what else is true? <laughs> Tell me. Theme song. <laughs> Not the best setup, but I'll take it. So yeah, it's just uh, Kieran. Yeah, (laughs) it's just uh, Kieran and I this week. Um. And I don't think either of us really had a lot of plans to do the episode, <laughs> but whatever. Here we are. Mm-hmm. So I, we had a, I had a few random things I wanted to talk about. Um, in particular, uh, due to some family things that are thankfully I'm going to be very vague because I don't want to get into it. But there was sure. a concern that has now become less of a concern. In fact, I'm starting to feel somewhat optimistic about it. Cheers. So, yes. Uh, I led to me kind of spontaneously flying to uh, Vancouver on Friday, and then uh, I came back on uh, Sunday, so I was only gone for two days, uh, which was hell. So I figured, eh, let's just talk about travel for a few So, Friday, there was a six-hour delay on WestJet to get to Edmonton from Kelowna. Hmm. No, that happens on Flare all the time because Flare sucks. I literally just dropped someone off at the airport and for a flight to Calgary where there was a five-hour delay. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, for Flare. airport can get hit pretty... Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, no, Flare's the worst. Because uh, Flare sucks, and then, like, trying to get to Calgary Airport in and out is hell. Like, we've well documented this at this point because, like, that was the reason I got fucked when I went to Extra Life United. Uh, and we had a disruption when I came back from Vegas. That was May, and we were having that problem, for fuck's sakes. Mm. And then, um, so my flight to Vancouver got the didn't get delayed getting there. Like, it was maybe 10 minutes late. Oh, no. And, you know, there was some chaos at the airport because some flights were delayed. Mm. It happens. But then because so many flights were delayed, we sat on the plane for almost an extra hour. <laughs> Which is always fun on one of those tiny De Havilland planes where you're like crammed up against the wall, eh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know how often you've done that flight. Um, to Ed- like Edmonton to Kelowna or back other? Oh way? no, this was Kelowna to Vancouver. Kelowna to Vancouver, yeah, quite a lot. Um, yeah, probably one of my more common flights. Yeah, it's definitely one of my most common. Because well, like almost annual flying anywhere in Canada. Um, it's, I mean, you might, like, if from flying from Kelowna to anywhere else in Canada, it's at least somewhat likely you'll be rooted through Vancouver. Even if you're flying out east, which I often do, I'll fly, it goes like Kelowna, Vancouver, Vancouver, Toronto uh, kind of deal. Yeah. I mean, you can get direct flights to all those places, but they're rarer. Yep. Uh, and it sucks. Yeah, but it was, yeah. And then once you get there, it's like, all right, I want to take the SkyTrain somewhere. Well, first you got to go downtown, asshole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are expanding the SkyTrain, so I'm happy. But the thing that stuck out about that trip for me was just that it was much, much warmer next to the goddamn ocean 
than it was in Kelowna that weekend. Well, I mean, generally, uh, the bodies, huge bodies of water have like a mediating effect on temperature, bringing down highs and bringing up lows. Yeah. Um, It's just, I'm, I'm so used to being like cold breezes and like perpetual rain. Yeah, it can feel chilly, but it's like, like if you're by the water, it's never going to get as cold as like the middle of Canada. Mm-hmm. But it'll never get as hot either. Yeah. Well, where I'm going with this is I walked up a hill without a jacket on, like in my freaking t-shirt, and I was fine. Mm. That's how hot I was on that particular day. Yeah, West Coast, I mean, other than, I mean, I guess Vancouver's fine, but Kelowna's been very cold compared to a lot of Canada, which is usually the opposite. Like yeah. I, I've seen people, uh, cause I lived in Ottawa for a while, like, uh, uh, posting pictures of like, it's still fall there. They're like posting pictures with the falling leaves and stuff. I'm like, come on, fuck off, fuck off with that. Leave me alone. Our, our, our leaves are legitimately frozen to our trees. Yeah. Yeah. Which is wild. I mean, it hasn't been super cold here, but it's been, like, consistently cold for a long time. Yeah, I just checked my weather app, and it's only supposed to be above zero, like, twice in the next week. You take what you can get. Anything else? Any other fun observations about Vancouver? Uh, No, I was just going to mention, I found a noodle place that I thought was severely underrated. Mm. So it's called the Neptune Noodle Bar. And besides um, having a regular menu, which I thought looked kind of overpriced, uh, they had a, a, a noodle ordering system where you could get uh, your choice of noodles with your cho- choice of soup, soup base and then whatever toppings you wanted. Mm-hmm. And I discovered a combination I quite like. Have you ever had laksa? Yeah, yeah, it's a Malaysian or like Southeast Asian, Indonesian, uh, co- like coconut curry kind of deal. Noodle. Yeah, and it's pretty spicy. Yeah, it can be. Depends who makes it. Yeah. Obviously. Well, this this one was it was it was a spicy laksa. I had that on um, udon hmm. with fish balls. Ooh, and that was really good. Mixing it up. Okay, so this was like a grab bag of different Asian options. Yeah, yeah, because it's you, you could you know you could just pick whatever you want. So I did that, and I think I had some daikon in there with the second thing. And it, that the whole the whole thing it was like a giant bowl of it for like twelve bucks. It was great. Nice, nice, nice. So, so don't let the Google reviews that's having at three out of five fool you. Just go in and don't order anything off the menu. Sometimes Just a giant bowl with Asian restaurants. This applies to other ethnic food. The reviews will be lower than they should because people like some often white people are mad about like service. Mm. Like their idea, like a lot of like white reviewers will leave like uh, the person was so rude, barely spoke English, kind of deal. Um, that happens. A decent amount, um, and uh, but the food might still be really good, you know. Yeah, it was it was an okay little trip. It was stressful, but you know everything worked out. And, nice. Uh, yeah. nice. You know what is also stressful though? No, tell Here's me. Here's a horrible segue. <laughs> Sexual harassment. True. How fucking terrible was that segue? <laughs> It's as stressful as going to Vancouver. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> not. I did not actually say that. <laughs> you heard it from I Peter, I said it was folks. also stressful. The level of stress. Oh, please don't. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no to that particular route. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but Kelowna, form, oh, I should say, former Kelowna mayor uh, Colin Bazran. Mm-hmm. I'm pr- pretty sure that's how it's pronounced, Bazran. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's been charged with sexual... Uh, was it misconduct, or was it full-on assault? Assault. Yeah, it was actually assault? Okay. While in office, yeah. Yeah, that was troubling. <laughs> Troubling's probably an understatement. Uh, let's just go with fucked up. Yeah. Um, hmm. I'm just looking at the report of it now. No one's commented at all. Uh, they've reached out, like, people have reached out to Bazarin and um, count, like, Kelowna City Council members and the city of Kelowna itself, and no one's said anything. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, it's, uh, 
So, so some backstory. Like he was mayor for two terms. Yeah, since twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. And he ran for re-election earlier this year. Ended up losing. Um, in what was because a lot of people have kind of gotten tired of him because mm-hmm. he's ultimately like he's one of those guys who talks well, but is ultimately comes off as kind of elitist. Yeah. Yeah. And out of touch. I think it's probably the easiest way to describe him. Like, yeah. you could see how people like him, but kind of a wiener. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I didn't follow, because, like, I wasn't here from very often from, like, 2014 through 2021. So, mm. uh, I haven't, like, paid very close attention to anything he's done. Uh, I know my, my mom hates him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, people always hate the current mirror anyway, yeah. and like, it's just like some of his efforts is you know they they feel like he hasn't done enough to curb the homeless problem, he hasn't done enough to curb bike theft, stuff like that. Uh, housing affordability—that's of course a big one. Yeah, he's done a great job uh, there. Housing, yeah, uh, just becoming more and more affordable every yeah, day. Yeah. I'm affording multiple but, houses right now as we speak. I. I got recommended a house just today that was only $800,000. Wow. Wow. I, I mean, what a bargain. How could you not? The fact that a guy with that with my job can't afford a house is kind of actually kind of fucked up. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, well, I'm just saying, like, knowing how much, like, this is going to be a weird brag type thing, but knowing how much money I make, I should fucking be able to afford a house by now. Even, like, a shitty one. But I can't. I can't even aff- properly afford to buy an apartment. That's fucked up. Nope. Anyway, so apparently, back in May, when he was still mayor, um, okay, well, I'm gonna get, try to get the description right here. It was an incident that happened in the city while he was sitting mayor, mm-hmm. and the Nelson Police Department is independently reviewing it. Or sorry. Oh, no, 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 sorry. They end up, they already reviewed it, and now it's been turned over to the Crown Prosecution. Hmm. Which means, yeah, <laughs> this is probably very, very real. And um, what, let me put it this way. I voted for him not because I like him, but because he felt like the lesser of two evils between him and the other likely candidate, the guy who won, Tom Dias. Hmm. Uh... I think almost everyone who voted for him with that same methodology is probably really reevaluating that decision now. Whoops. I sure the fuck am. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Did you vote in the civic election or did you? No, cause I can't because my, my home address is right. still technically in uh, Ottawa. So I voted in the Ottawa civic election. Uh, but there's less. Did you really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Because um, that's where my like home address is. And it's I still have like an apartment there. Um, but, uh, yeah, less, less scandalous. Um, well, I shouldn't call it that. That's like making light. No, of it. we're but, making you know, it sound cuter than it is. Yeah. It's not cute. Uh, f- less fucked it's up. So stuff, fucking nice. Less fucked up stuff going on in Ottawa. As far yeah. as I know. Uh, I mean, there are big scandals in Ottawa, but not to do with sexual assault. No, no, it's just one of those things. It's... <sighs> You know, we try to try to keep it light here, but it, it felt like we had to at least bring this up because it's like one of the biggest news things to hit Kelowna in a while. I would say. I mean, aside of that, we talk about the Lou Ferrigno's in town, and it's like cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Okay. Well, see you in court, Colin. Yeah. In January. Bastard. Yeah. So. Moving from that, um, okay, I, I, I'm just feeling like politics. So, the what was it? Was it the the sanctity of marriage or the enshrinement of marriage act or whatever in the U.S. Yeah, that went to Biden's desk, which is going to guarantee the right to um, same-sex marriage as well as um, interracial marriage. Right? Mm-hmm. I believe it's, it's one of those things. It's Probably, oh, I want to be saying probably, it was certainly in response to the Roe v. Wade bullshit yeah, that happened in the Supreme Court. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I said probably. Yeah. And, man, so I don't remember her name, 
but a congresswoman. Mm, yeah. You, you probably saw this. Yeah, the crying clip. Yeah. So she went viral for being upset that she couldn't discriminate against people. Because this is what it comes... Like, it's like, my religion's under attack by not letting you deny people the right to marriage and legal protections. Yeah. Rep- Republican Vicki Hartzler of Missouri. I hope, Her heart definitely is a I slur. hope and pray that my colleagues will find the courage to join me in opposing this misguided and this dangerous bill, she said through tears. Dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> so much. Like, the level of just. I see somebody that emotional about this. I'm like, you fucking ghoul. Like, you know what it reminds me of? Yeah. What? The woman the woman who was crying because the German people kicked her out for harassing Ukrainians. What was. Where was this? It, this was in Germany. Oh, the Russian I woman was harassing this. Ukrainians. Yeah, she was like, she was like going up, taunting him, and being like, "Russia will win," and then was like, "Say," and then it escalated from there. Mm. Like that was the like I want to qualify. That was the least shitty thing she did. Mm. Like she was talking about like you and all your friends are gonna die and bullshit like that. I- I'm pretty sure it escalated to proclaiming Ukrainian genocide like it was a good thing. Yeah. Uh, so she got arrested under German hate crime laws. I got and, got de- and then got deported. I think she got deported or is in the process of being deported. I know her appeal got denied. Hmm. So, but it just reminds me of that. It's like, you know, you, you gotta know that there are consequences for your actions. Well, I mean, there won't be, cons- whole- there won't be consequences for this lady's actions. She's just... Yeah, that's true. She's just gonna cry about gay people marrying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, and it, I think it turned out that her nephew w- came out as gay, and then he put out a video basically saying, well, I guess she's still a bigot. <laughs> that's, that's... I had hate in her heart. I mean, it's past that, but, you know, one awkward Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's another new story similar to this I don't even want to touch about, because I don't think we still know all the story. And it's a horrible story to talk about anyway. Hmm. But you know which one I'm talking about, right, probably? I'm not sure what you... I mean, there are tons of horrible stories. A, a certain Texan senator's house. And, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, part, partially just because that one's extra sensitive and also, like, we don't know all the details 100%. Like, there's a lot of speculation, which is probably true, but not confirmed. I'm doing elaborate hand movements. I don't know how well my voice is conveying that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kieran's playing with a recorder. Yeah, I rediscovered this is, today. I have not played recorder since I was like seven years old in elementary school and I was going through mm. a box and this is a, a Pokemon brand recorder that I must have bought as a child because it was Pokemon brand. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> That's very fair. I, I've been playing Amazing Grace on it on a loop. Oof. <laughs> that's about all I can do. I can do Amazing Grace on Hot Cross Buns. That's That's all that stayed with me. Yeah, yeah. I know that. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I got hot cross buns. My uh, niece and nephew have one now, too. They're at that age. Yeah, I guess so. it's like the default like elementary school instrument that everyone learns because it's like the cheapest crap you can get everybody. Yeah. Did you ever watch uh, Doctor Who? Yeah, yeah, I watched uh, mostly New Who. Uh, okay. So, like... Um, Eccleston through I stopped partway through Capaldi I only I didn't okay. see I, th- I saw at least one or two seasons of his but I don't remember how much yeah. he has some really good speeches but some of his seasons just feel like a mess well that's but true I, mean, I that's... think that's all Doctor <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah it's certain seasons just they, they feel like mm. we'll see what happens now that uh, Russell T Davies is back he's back why is he yeah. back uh well so he 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 initially was brought in to save Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Now he's been brought back to save Doctor Who. So wait so, I, I haven't followed this that closely. He left and then Chinbalch Chin Chimbal, 
Chibnall? No, uh, for, after after Davies was Moffat. Oh yeah, Moffat, and then Chibnall, Chibnall, yeah, whatever. And, Ch- and Chibnall's run as a writer was not great by most accounts. Mm. I mean, I didn't. I skipped a few episodes, but most of them I thought were pretty lousy. I mean, my favorite one of my favorite episodes has them menaced by floating strips of cloth because I actually found them kind of terrifying. But it's still them being attacked by rags. <laughs> I'm just like like they were genuinely creepy because it's like they can they were on a desert planet so they could just blend mm-hmm. in with the environment, mm-hmm. and then like they were also psychic so they could mind fuck with you. Mm-hmm. But then they're still just choking you, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. But, but... So you're just looking at just. Was that with the newest Doctor Who, the the Lady Who? Yeah, Jodie Whittaker. Okay, sorry, I don't remember. I don't know anyone's name. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I mean, you said yourself you stopped with Capaldi, so yeah. I think you wouldn't know these things. Um, but uh, the reason I... Oh, God. No, 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 you go ahead. I was going to mention the whole reason I brought up a Doctor Who off of Recorder was the second Doctor. One of his things was he would play a recorder to concentrate. Like second as in overall second? Like... Oh, yeah, yeah, the okay. 1960s one. But he also did that to annoy people. I mean, they're very annoying. If Unless you're, like, yeah. really good at them, it's hard not to make annoying noise. I want to learn, like, my heart will go on so I can replicate the famous <laughs> meme. I want to I see if you can learn Grandpa or Grandma got run over by a reindeer on that thing. Maybe, maybe. That's, that's one of my least favorite Christmas songs that play on the radio in that I fucking hate that song. I don't know why I said least favorite. That implies I still like it somehow. Um, tis the season now. I, I've mostly avoided. Yeah. I got my first Merry Christmas yesterday from someone. Some some clerk was no. like Merry Christmas, and I was like, Ah, what what day is it? I mean, it's fine. It's December, but I was still shocked. Yeah. Um, I'm still. What were the original twelve days of Christmas? I don't know, but I do want to go back to the Doctor Who because I'm curious why they're bringing Russell T. Davies oh. back. Just so Chickmull. Yeah. either fucked up and was fired or decided I'm done because like honestly he's been doing a really shit job of it mm. <laughs> like one of his best episodes was the finale to Jody's run and even then it wasn't great mm. it just felt like a pastiche of previous finales in part because he brought back old actors to make cameos oh but they, they do had, that they all the time yeah yeah some of it was there just for the gimmick. Although they had a cool bit where, like, the Doctor's potentially facing final death. So they had, like, a metaphysical plane where she spoke to, like, the Guardian of Progression who would take the form of the various past Doctors. Mm. Which, is a, which is an okay gimmick. They love to bring <laughs> no, back nothing. past Doctors. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I was talking about the second Doctor... Um, playing the recorder the first time they did a multi-doctor crossover he's he he and the third doctor are trying to psychically share information but he starts to play his recorder doing it and it pisses off the third doctor so he just bitch slaps him <laughs> anyway so that, to answer your question about russell t davis like yeah after chigmal got outed or quit or whatever the uh russell t davis got approached or volunteered and so he's going to be taking over starting with the 60th anniversary next year. Dang. And one of the things he's already done is stunt casted David Tennant to return, but playing a new doctor, which huh? even in universe is considered really fucking weird. <laughs> like a different doctor? Yeah. Well, like what happens is Whitaker has this very beautiful regeneration scene where she's like watching a sunset and like, it's like, all right, new person, your turn, whatever. And, you know, had, signs off and then regenerates into David Tennant. Her clothing changes, which doesn't typically happen. No, no. Like they like they did that the first time way back in the 60s. But since then, it's just like, no, the clothes stay the same. And immediately he, he David Tennant's like, I know these teeth. So wait, no, <laughs> she, so like, she just. OK, so it's not a different. It's a new doctor, but it's not like a separate like time. Lord. Yeah. She just yeah, regenerates but it's like, it. Into tenant again, and even he thinks it's weird. Oh boy! So I there's mean, clearly some fuckery going on. That's so funny that the the Russell they're like, okay, people aren't into Doctor Who anymore. When did people like Doctor Who? I don't know. When David, David Tennant, Tennant was there, <laughs> and uh, Russell yeah. T Davies was writing episodes. 
Oh, oh, it 100% reeks a little bit of desperation. That's that's so desperate. I, I'm surprised it's they really... were able to get David Tennant back. I, ima- I can't imagine it'll be for too long. No, it's going to be for two or three episodes. Because hmm. because uh, they have already announced who the next proper Doctor is going to be, and it's a guy who worked on one of Davis's other shows, hmm. who is black, so we're getting our first black Doctor. Nice, nice. I, but it's I, a dude again, too. Yeah. Okay. I don't care who the doctor is. I don't care. It's silly. No, I thought Jody was fine. It's just the writing material sucked. Um. Oh, and they've also announced Neil Patrick Harris is going to be in the 60th anniversary. Why? For like, Why not? I guess so. I guess so. Like it's legit. Like he's like, yeah, we're 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 bringing back David Tennant, and we've cast Neil Patrick Harris for some reason. Also. Also, it's now going to air on Disney Plus, but but not exclusively. Like it's just for international distribution, and it's going to um, get additional money from Sony somehow. So it's like mm. BBC doesn't control it. Oh no, sorry. Uh, I know exactly how BBC ceded production control to Russell T. Davis's company, and Sony owns part of Davis's company. Ah. Ah. And at the same time, they made a deal with Disney. So it's like the, we've got Disney and Sony and the BBC all working on the show now in some degree. This seems like a potential recipe for disaster. Well, what's interesting, though, is it sounds like David still has creative control. Which doesn't seem like it should be possible with that kind of like mixing of everything. Hmm. But yeah, it's weird. Yeah, that is uh, speaking of, oh. I, I think they should let Doctor Who die. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I, like, I don't know if they should keep going. I, I haven't watched it, so I don't really care either way, and I'm not gonna watch it. But it'd be funny. To do, you know, I just, I still think they got gas in the tank. They let him die. Maybe like take a break, like like they did from what, like the late eighties through till the early two thousands. Like, yeah, take... but that wasn't entirely by choice. No, well, but like you know, maybe on purpose. Take a few years off. Let it, yeah. let, it, let it marinate. Come up with some new ideas. Well, they haven't done a full season since COVID. They're still not going to until I think twenty twenty four. They've just done a bunch of like short semi seasons, like they did uh, a five part miniseries season, and then they did two or three special episodes this year, and then they're doing two or three special episodes next year, and then twenty twenty four the full show actually gets like a proper run. What's the normal length? Like twelve ep- twelve thirteen. Um, it's varied. Uh, well, I'm sure the mo- the modern history, I believe, has been thirteen. It might have been twelve. Mm. Uh, let me. Ch- I, yeah, I, of course, I can't find how many. I was like googling the twelve days of Christmas, and I did <laughs> not get a clear answer. Um, what was it doing? So let's do Doctor Who series two. Uh, I want to see how many tenants first season was. I think it was twelve. No, it was thirteen. Okay, it's right. It's thirteen, and then there's a Christmas special. Typically. Yeah. Because the BBC loves to air shows on Christmas Day when everybody's at home. So you have your turkey and then you watch the telly. Doctor Who. Wow. I'm sure this is a... Fr- if someone's listening who's a fan, I'm sure this is frustrating. Uh, <laughs> well, since I seem... I'm completely unaware. And Peter doesn't seem to be that into it. <laughs> uh, I, it's, I like the show... I like the show fine, but, and I don't want it to go away again. But at the same time, I'm just like... Uh, let's maybe not, uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I was, I, but I want to talk about another British institution. Yes. Another man and, who changes into different men. And maybe yeah. eventually sometimes something else? <laughs> yeah, maybe he's a race. But not this time. No, probably not. So we're going <laughs> to talk about James Bond. So, funny thing is, I just kind of wanted to talk about this, but... Kieran pointed out before we started that there is actually some James Bond news going on. Because rumor has it that Aaron Taylor Johnson, also known as Quicksilver from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in his one appearance, 
also known as Kick-Ass in the movie Kick-Ass. Right, that's where I know him from. I also know him from, um, he played John Lennon in a biopic. That doesn't uh, shock me. He looks like he could play John Lennon. Uh, but it was really weird because he had such, like, he had very powerful sexual chemistry with the woman who played his mother, and it made the <laughs> many of the scenes very uncomfortable. <laughs> Oh dear! And she also didn't look that much older than him because he looks older than he was playing like eighteen year old, but he looks much older even back then when he made it. Uh, and yeah, it was very uncomfortable. I was like, "How am I supposed oh, to be he... reading this?" Anyways, he's he gonna be James say, he... Bond now? Yeah, supposedly he was. He was already Charlie Chaplin in Shanghai Nights. Wow, Shanghai Nights, man! I loved that movie when I was a kid. <laughs> I haven't seen yeah, it. You're a kid. I haven't seen it in like like over a decade. Well, I don't know how long, but a long time. Uh, but that in Shanghai Noon, that was my jam. Well, Shanghai Noon's not terrible. Was Shanghai Nights terrible? <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it pretty much got rid of anything I liked about the first one. I I just I, I just enjoy a Jackie Chan action movie. That's fair. You know, we don't have anyone today making like fun, competent action flicks, like where the people can actually no. like the where the actors can actually fight well. Yeah, like that doesn't exist. You're saying anymore. Vin Diesel can't fight help fight well? No, I mean like they make up for it by making like like shooting around it, but. There's no one with like Jackie's like level like uh, athletic ability and like stunt coordination. Yeah. Working it's, making it's... like fun movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's one of the wasn't that one of the whole reasons they did everything everywhere all at once is because they were like ah oh, we don't we want because I think they want to cast somebody completely different and they're like wait Michelle Yeoh they actually and just like everything. wanted to cast Jackie Chan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, they got a member of the Jackie Chan stunt team, yeah. Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that I, I was going to say, that's probably the only movie that had, like, fun fight scenes. That, like, I mean, there are movies with good fight scenes, but they don't seem, like, cleverly coordinated or, like, planned out. Anyways. Always, a, mm. always an annoyance but, of mine. No, that's fair. I was just thinking of Black Adam, and there's that awkward scene where they have him rapidly zipping around the room to take people out one at a time and it's but like it's supposed to be a stylish one take takedown mm-hmm. but like the camera work in that one take is so benemic I think that's the word you mean anemic or bulimic anemic okay. that's the word I'm... no no I, I meant anemic it makes you want to throw I, up no, you're, you're... <laughs> well, okay <laughs> but, but I shouldn't make fun of bulimia no. that's, that's a very serious disease but yeah, I think I did confuse those two words. That you're 100 percent right on that. I, I I went a little Michael Scott there for a second, just completely punched. That's fair, but I, I haven't seen Black Adam. But uh, I can imagine what you mean. Imagining just yeah. most Marvel movie fight scenes. Although now that brings me back to James Bond, because Pierce Brosnan's in that as Doctor Fate, and he's really good as Doctor Fate. He's a good actor. I like him in lots of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyways, I don't know. I have a whole thing. I mean, before we go back to James Bond fully, I really feel like maybe a bit before no, no, us, like no. we, we had like a golden age of like comp, like good fight scenes in action movies. The movies themselves may not mm. have been very good and often weren't, but like mm. there's no one who's replaced the crop of like Jet Li, Jackie Chan, and a lot of the stars that came over from like the Hong Kong scene in China or whatever. Um, yeah, there's no one like they went through until the early 2000s and that kind of stuff died out. Like the, the, those movies don't really get made in the West, at least. Obviously, there's still stuff happening in other countries, but like they don't get big releases in the theaters. I'm just looking up at uh, his what's this movie called? Oh, yeah. So there's a 1981 action movie called The Instructor, mm-hmm. which was. A vanity project for Bob Cheney, a karate instructor that was made by his friend, Don Bendel, 
the writer and director. Mm. And it was featured on Red Letter Media's Best of the Worst, so you know it's amazing. I know it's good. Right? And so it's like a fairly stupid, impossible to understand film. And then in like the last 20 minutes, they have like a karate fight at a barbecue that leads to a car chase that leads to a motorcycle chase through a river, which leads to a fight in a river, which then leads to a chainsaw fight. Hmm. And then finally he just randomly kicks a guy off a cliff. <laughs> and I'm like, even that movie had better action than some of the action movies we get these days. Yeah. And that, you know, that sounds like a fever dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a shame that everything, I mean, there are still like, okay, fight scenes, but they're not, like I said, they're not fun. They're not like, you don't think someone spent a lot of time, like planning it out and rehearsing it and doing no. like, like you would see with those. Uh, I just thought rush hour four is being made. Speaking of Jackie Chan. Fuck. <laughs> Is he in it? Yes, yeah. Which surprises me. I thought he. I. I didn't think he was going to do any more of that shit. Well, yeah. I was going to say, isn't he basically become a full puppet of the Chinese government at this point? But apparently not. Yeah, I. I try to ignore that because yeah. I still enjoy his work. I separate the art from the artist here. That's fair. He. I, I don't think he's been as bad as some of other people have been about this sort of thing. But um. Anyways, going back to James Bond. Um, yes. So Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's like people thought they were people. Everyone assumed they were either going to go with like a, a, like a, a black person or like make him a woman or both. But no, Aaron Taylor Johnson, not black or a woman. It just taking a character. Like James Bond, making them a woman just feels lazy to me. Yeah, but like, making I, don't them like any other... I don't really care either yeah. way. It's like, I mean, I'd prefer just like make movies about women secret agents. They don't have to be James Bond. I don't really care. Yeah. But I, don't, I also don't care if they make because... James Bond a woman. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I don't have like a strong attachment to the character or whatever. I don't think it's... Oh, I, I do. Because like I said, I watch it every Christmas. I watch some of the films every Christmas. That's fair. Yeah, so so I I feel stronger about this than I do about Doctor Who, and I still like Doctor Who. Uh, but um, yeah, because like in particular, I just I sat down the other day and I watched Golden Eye, and I was like, man, I love this movie. The one thing they're doing is Aaron Taylor Johnson is younger. He's our he's thirty two. Um, so James Bond, folks, he's gonna be on TikTok. He's gonna be flossing. Oh. <laughs> he's gonna be playing Fortnite. I. <laughs> I hate you putting that evil out there. Oh my god. Yeah. How old was Craig again when he got... I think he was... uh, Most of them are in their 40s when they start, or 50s even. Connery was still pretty young. Well, he was closer to uh, Johnson's age. Um, Craig was 38. Brosnan was over 40. Mm -hmm. I don't know how old Lazenby was. Dalton was over 40. And Moore was almost 50 when he started. Oh, yeah, no, Sean Connery was 32 in the first one, so same yeah. age. He'd been, in a, he'd been in a Disney movie before then. But Sean Connery, even when he's young, he looks like he's, like, 45. I don't know. But like a sleek 45. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't look, like, ugly for that. He just looks old always. He looks like a, very, a mature man. Yeah. It's only when he's in Diamonds Forever that he actually starts to look old because the gray's in his hair and he looks like he's just got, like... He's got, like, the sag mm-hmm. you would expect of somebody in their 40s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that movie also wasn't very good, so I just sat there noticing how we- old Sean Connery looked. Uh, just speaking of Sean Connery, have you ever seen the movie where he... What's it called? It's like... He's like a guy in Japan. Ah. Uh. Come on, what is this? A Rising Sun. You only live twice. Rising Sun. I don't think I've it's, seen Rising it's not Sun. A, it's not a James Bond movie, but it features Wesley Snipes. Um, oh, dear. And Sean Connery is like a, like a white guy who's lived in Japan forever, and he's constantly like speaking Japanese, but he does it in his own accent. And it's, it is the fun... Hearing him explain the Senpai-Kohai relationship is the funniest thing, because he's like, the senpai, the, the kohai is the young man who looks to the senpai. 
<laughs> and then he'll be he'll be like, I'm playing the crazy guy. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, and I just noticed I just noticed who else is in that. Oh. Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa. That's fucking Shang Tsung from the Mortal Kombat movie. Nice. Uh it's an amazingly hilarious movie. Just hearing hearing Sean Connery say Domo Origato in his accent is beautiful. <laughs> Domo Origato. Oh no, it, you only live twice. Um one of the more problematic Bond films. I mean, all <laughs> of them are, you know, at least somewhat problematic. Yeah. I mean, all the Bond films are at least somewhat problematic because, you know, let's be real. Half the time, the stuff he does is, eh, let's say, not consent friendly. <laughs> Although it depends on the film how much, how gross he really is. Some he's fairly respectful of the ones. Eh, he should be in jail. <laughs> anyway, but you only live twice. Um, this is the one where he goes to Japan. Right. Have you seen this one? That's he does Asian face in it, right? I'm just yes, <laughs> yes. That's what I was and getting to, Kieran. He got so excited by that. He's like, I gotta do it again, but this time I got consumer master. Yep. Yeah. It's just yeah. This time he gets to do it, and like his pronunciation's better, but it's still got his really thick Scottish accent for the sounds of things. I shouldn't. Let, I mean horrible but wow yeah like i like that movie otherwise but obviously that's a big <laughs> red flag for that movie <laughs> i'm not gonna pretend it's like i mean that's hands down gonna be my problematic fave in the series that's so fun uh and yeah. terrible obviously um wow oh, yeah. i haven't seen that one i've only watched some of the early sean connery ones when i was a kid I don't know why. My mom only showed me, like, the Roger Moore stuff, mostly. And then, uh, obviously, Pierce Brosnan. Mm. Let's, yeah, because, like, Roger, well, Roger Moore has seven movies. Yeah. Uh, Connery technically has seven, if you count the non-canon one. Where he plays, like, an old man, but they're like, ooh, he's so sexy. <laughs> it was weird. That's that's never this... But, like, um... Let me, let me, let me, let me tell you something else fun about uh, You Only Live Twice. It was written by Ro- Roald Dahl. Hmm. You don't say. Yes, it's it's such a weird bit in like the the Bond oeuvre because it was the it was the initial final one starring Sean Connery before he because he quit after that they brought in Lazenby and then Sean Connery was lured back after they decided they didn't like Lazenby for whatever reason or Lazenby quit. Um, it was a whole thing, but and like it was written by Roald Dahl. It's basically a 1960s weeb. Adventure through Japan, starring James Bond. <laughs> There's a good 20 minute sequence where it's just like, check out how awesome Japan is, which I'm saying is too much. <laughs> oh man! But um, do you have a favorite? A favorite James Bond? I don't know. I mean, like when I was a kid, obviously uh, it, it was Brosnan, so I do have a soft spot for like Goldeneye, which is. I mean, of course, the best of his, by far. Like, oh, hands down, none, hands none down. None of the other ones come close. Uh, what are the other two? Tomorrow never dies, and there's uh, there's also, there's also uh, the world is not the enough. world is not enough. Tomorrow and never dies. Another... Die another die another day is dog shit. <laughs> it's so. Bad. It's one of the most infamous. <laughs> it's pretty bad, it, and and it's it's a hundred percent terrible. And hey, guess what? That also features James Bond in yellow, a more tasteful yellow face. No, no, no. Yeah. It features an Asian man getting genetically altered to look Wait, white. Wait, oh right, yeah, the opposite. I, I mixed it up in my brain. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were like, they were redeeming themselves. They're like, okay, we're going to cancel out our earlier error and we'll do, it's okay if we make an Asian guy do white face, right? It'll make it okay. Yeah. Yeah. That movie has a couple of sequences I like, but that, that is, is that, wait, that's like the favorite. North Korean guy, right? Like the North Korean yeah, general yeah, 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 yeah. gets surgery to be like a ginger white guy. Yep. <laughs> Who then somehow in fourteen months becomes a world-renowned diamond billionaire who's also launched a space satellite that has a laser I mean, on it. He's got he's on that grind. He's he's got that hustle. He's got that dog in him. Yeah. <laughs> It's so bad. I just remember, I just remember like surfing 
A lot of like surfing on giant oh, waves. Oh, yeah. There's two different surfing sequences in that movie. Yeah, it's so bad. Neither of are that good. The first one's okay because they're actually surfing. The second one's CGI and it's dog I feel like the which one? The world is not enough. Which is the one that has like the Bill, like Bill Gates or uh, Steve Jobs, like media bad guy. Oh, that's uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Okay. I feel like that one's kind of current. That's like the kind of like bad guy you'd have in a movie these days. Like a media yeah, billionaire. Like he's... he's basically Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. yeah. It was ahead of like its the... time, but not that good. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah, the main thing that's dated about his... Well, there's two things that are kind of off about his villainy. One is he focuses heavily on magazines and print media. It was 1997, so that kind of made sense. I think that was the first or second film Bond actually had a cell phone, so, you know. Um, and also, he instigates a potential war between the UK and China so he can get good ratings on TV. Nice. I love it. That's cool. Like, what? Of all the plots. <laughs> what happens in the world is not enough. I do not remember that one. Um, is that the one with the guy who got shot in the head? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know who? Do you remember who plays that guy? My brain makes him Vin Diesel, but I know that's not him. No, it's Robert Carlyle. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why my brain. Don't know if you remember who that is. Let's see, Robert Carlyle, the guy from like Train Spotting. I just looked. Rumpelstiltskin on. I looked up Robert Carr. Not, not. That's not correct. <laughs> There's probably an actor named Robert Carr, and that's yeah, probably not Robert Carlyle. What else? Have I, I've seen him in stuff. Obviously, Train Spotting. Yeah, Train Spotting. Formula Fifty One, I think it's called. A little more serious fare than uh, playing the guy with a bullet that's slowly going towards his brain and will eventually yeah. kill him. But right now, it's just making him really strong. Which does not make sense. <laughs> What's the plot of that? I one, think that though? I don't remember. Um, it's about oil, right? Uh, the big twist is that the Bond girl, Electra King, is actually the main villain. She right. got kidnapped by a terrorist named Renard, who's an anarchist, and he she reverse Stockholm syndrome to him, so they teamed up to kill her dad because she hates her dad. Of course, of course. I think was technically her stepdad. I forget. Um, and so then she'll get an oil monopoly and also get revenge on the people who failed to rescue her when she was kidnapped. Right. This is the one. This is the one with Dr. Christmas Jones. Yes, Denise Richards, nuclear physicist. Perfect casting. She's Awful. That's that is such nineties, early two thousands cast. It is beautiful. That's only equaled when yeah. like they make Mark Wahlberg play a scientist. It's on that. No, no, he plays an inventor. Yeah, okay. Remember, sorry, that's a very key sorry. word. He says like sixty times in Transformers is that he's an inventor. I think, but he played a science in the ha- scientist in the happening. I think. Oh shit! No, no, he was a teacher, wasn't he? But I think like of science. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said science was bullshit. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, Denise Richards and the the amazing line. I think that my first sexual joke I remember in a movie, which was, I thought Christmas only came once a year. That's what he says to her, yeah. and that's what the movie goes out Yes, on. that's the last line of the movie. <laughs> don't, and before, well, don't forget, earlier in the scene, he says, I always wanted to have Christmas in Turkey. <laughs> Which, oh, man. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What's another? I mean, like, obviously, I remember Casino Royale being good of, like, the Craig yeah. ones. Uh, Quantum of Solace sucks, as far as I recall. It's my least, it's one of my least favorite films in the entire genre because I don't even think it's watchable. It's very confusing. It just. Didn't they try, like, it was, like, partially, like, improvised, or they didn't really have a script? Yep. Oh, yeah, they 100% didn't have a script. Uh, so Daniel Craig was helping to write it while they were filming it, Bizarre. which didn't go well. Like, he himself said that was a fucking mistake. 
That's just bizarre um, that they would also, try that with James Bond. They're like, oh. Well, it's, it was during the Raider strike. All right. All right. All right. That makes sense. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, Skyfall. <laughs> now it's all starting to make sense. I think it was good. I don't know. It was fine. It was fine. And then the one after that, I don't remember what it was. Uh, that's when they jumped the shark because they literally ripped off the plot from Austin Powers. I remember that's the one with the uh, Javier Bardem, right? No, no, no. That's Skyfall. Skyfall's with Javier. Javier Bardem. Bardem's really good in... in Skyfall. Okay, and then in the next one, he meets Christoph Waltz. Yes. Yeah. Who's his secret brother? Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Just like Austin Powers. Um, and then I didn't. I never saw the last one, but I know he gets like blown up by a missile. Oh, they kill everybody. It's ridiculous. Yeah. They just they 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 took all the time to introduce Christoph Waltz as the master villain. Then they kill him. Uh, they they kill his best friend Felix later, and then they kill James Bond. <laughs> Why not? Uh, didn't they? Don't well, they imply in that movie that like James Bond is going to be taken over by like a black woman, or don't they like outright say that? No. What they do is uh, they say that the new 007 is a black. Yeah, woman. but then she's like, uh, no, me. And then I she think. like gives it back to him. Yeah, because she had an arc where she seemed to be insecure about it. Well, he didn't apparently care, but she thought he did. It was weird. Like they, It felt like they were written by two different writers, because the script had like four writers, mm-hmm. and they never talked about how the characters were supposed to interact. And James Bond falls back in love with his love interest from the last one, Leah Sedu. So. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well, well, they had a kid together. Yeah. Because they decided, yeah, let's give James Bond a kid. Yeah, they were in love. That was, I didn't buy that, them falling in love. I was like, what? Come on. Leave me alone. Yeah. Well, to be fair, he did then, then get his brain drilled. I don't know if you remember that scene. Yeah. <laughs> There's a weird scene where he just, like, he shrugs they off having a lobotomy. Man. James Bond's like, Yeah, nah. he shrugs off being lobotomy. <laughs> 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 It's so weird. You can just tough it out. All those women, yeah. all those women in like the 40s and 50s that they did that to, they just weren't tough enough. No. Like, like there's no explanation how he's fine. Because he, he's like, Blofeld's like, all right, I'm going to do this, drill into your brain, and, and it's going to be fucked up. And then he does. And then it, but it doesn't James work. James Bond's just like, nothing in there, buddy. I'm yeah. just, I'm just <laughs> operating on muscle memory. That explains why he was able to shoot everybody. Oh, man. <laughs> Do you remember any of the Roger Moore ones? Honestly, no. I, like, can picture them in my mind, but I can't remember any specific plots. I remember oh, some God. of the Timothy Dalton ones. Well, there's only two of yes, those. I remember them, though. <laughs> I don't remember Roger Moore at all. Yeah. Well, to quickly go through it all, uh, first he fights... The leader of Not Haiti, who's also America's biggest drug lord. Nice. So there's a lot of black people in that one who are basically the villains, which be a little. Is elaborate. that the that's the live and let die one? Yeah. That's where that's Baron Samity, that right? Uh, he's not the main villain, but he is in that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oof. Yeah, and then and then his man with the golden gun, mm-hmm. which. Memorable name. Honestly, I don't think it's that good. Christopher Lee's the villain, though, so that's cool. He's always great. But, yeah, and then it was um, Spy Who Loved Me, which is the one with Jaws. Iconic. And also a, and also a man who loves the ocean decides to nuke the land <laughs> so everyone will live under the sea. That's like an Aquaman plot line. I mean, I, that is literally it what really happens is. in the Aquaman movie. Where the other evil king yeah. is like, we're gonna destroy the land. That's essentially what this dude is doing. Like he's doing it by instigating nuclear war between, uh, you know, America and Russia. But still, it's just like, what the fuck? And then um, he, they follow that up by ripping off Star Wars with Moonraker and featuring a space Nazi. Uh, always an That's excellent choice. Yeah, that's essentially what the villain is in that movie, because he's like, 
only the genetically superior that I have recruited up to my space station in in space, my Noah's Ark in space, will uh, survive. Everyone else will die. I'm like, well, that's space eugenics. <laughs> Which he does by shooting orbs at the planet. Very cool. uh, that's also the, the movie where somebody tries to assassinate James Bond by coffin. Hmm, I don't while remember. in Venice. Don't remember that. Oh, it's one of the it's one of the best sequences because like Bond is just on a gondola with a dude, and then a a coffin, a funeral gondola floats by. The coffin opens. A bunch of knives are in the coffin. A man sits up. Another row of knives appear next to him from the gondola, and then just starts throwing knives at Bond. Nice, nice, nice. It's 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 the most delightfully elaborate assassination plot. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, oh yeah, after that is. Uh, for your eyes only, where two Greek criminals fight over a British, some kind of British, like, like it's essentially the Enigma code, but not. Hmm. Like they're they're fighting over uh whatever a 1970s version of an Enigma machine would be, and Bond has to make sure the Russians don't get it. Hmm. Also, the Bond girl kills people with a crossbow. It's awesome. Nice. Yeah. And then Octopussy happens, which, I mean, the name Octopussy. I, I don't think she has... Nah, I don't even want to make that joke. It's just... Mm. I'm, 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 we've made so many awkward jokes already, and we've talked... Eh. Oh, well, we're canceled, Peter. It's happening. Yeah. No. Uh, that movie sucks anyway. And then uh, the last one was Vito a Vito a kill where uh, Grace Jones and Christopher Walken wanted to destroy Silicon Valley. Uh, they should have. I wish they'd succeeded. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of wish they did. Yeah. I mean, in retrospect, they were the heroes. James Bond in that movie, a villain. Yeah, <laughs> just because Christopher Walken was secretly a Nazi-engineered Listen. super soldier that the Russians recruited. Listen, the enemy of my the, the enemy of my enemy <laughs> is my friend. If the American oh, government can use Nazis to go to the moon, I can use them to destroy Silicon Valley. Werner von Braun. Uh, that guy seemed relatively not evil, I will say. Like, he, you know, he was probably sociopathic and then he just kind of made his peace with whatever his rockets were used for. But he never seemed like he was like, yes, let's kill people. Yeah, but that's that's what the Nazis, that would make the Nazis more horrifying is the, the famous phrase, the banality of their evil. I mean, that you yeah. did have some straight up, like, fucking psychos among them, but a lot of them were just like, yeah. little, they were just bureaucrats, businessmen, you know, doing their job. Yep. Their yep. evil, yep. evil job. Wow, what a, what a turn. What a twist at the end of... Uh, we should wrap up soon. I mean, if you want to talk Dalton, oh, no, no. Uh, License to Kill, and what was the other one? Uh, the Living Daylights. Yeah, he was okay. I don't know. I don't think he did. He he did, doesn't have a good rep because he only got two films. But I don't think he was that bad in them. Yeah. No, they were kind of proto. Because they kind of had bits that would have worked great for Brosnan and would have also worked good for Craig. Yeah. But like, like he he kind of played it. Um. When Bond is working, he's serious. Yeah. But he also, like, has his moments where he's having fun. <laughs> like, he, at one point, he lasers a car in half. I don't even remember that scene. No. No. Yeah, it was in Living Daylights. So, like, he drives up next to a car and just kind of cuts their car in half with a laser. Cool. And he's just like, it's like, and and then the lady's like, what the hell just happened? He's like, mm, ice decay. It happens in these cars. <laughs> <laughs> Just like obviously bullshitting, it's great. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, we should probably wrap, wrap it up. It's, it's, it's been about an hour. I don't know. We might as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Looking forward to the new Aaron Taylor Johnson James Bond and what kind of weird plots they come up with. Who are the bad guys? What's what, what, what are we gonna do? I don't know. Well, the rumor is they want to just do Cold War again, so they might just do a period piece. Maybe. No, they they've. I think they've always been uncomfortable 
since the Cold War ended with they're like, who do we make the bad guy? We could kill millionaires. I mm. think people are fine. Yeah, I know. I agree with that, but I think they 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 they've been missing the Russians. They want them back. That's the thing, because the Russians weren't really the actual main villain in a lot of the movies. No. That's true. Yeah. It's like, even when they are, they're usually the incidental villain. Like I mentioned, for your eyes only, the Russians are like the people we don't want to get the thing. Yeah. And one of the main goons of the villain is a Russian, but the main bad guy is still a Greek smuggler who's just a piece of shit. <laughs> Can't trust the Greeks. And on that note... Well, except for the one in that movie you can trust. Oh, okay. But in yeah. general. But he has to like pistachio nuts. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Uh, thanks, everyone, yeah. for listening. And um, if I had any advice to give you, it would be outro. Three, two, one. Lipstick, trash bag, shatterproof glass. Jailpipe tread like recent chrome. Front bumper, universal bearing, aerial brake shoe, shock absorber. Fireball. What's the what's the aerial?